Welcome to Campfire Football. All right, look, I, I wanted to do this because it's we're just a, literally two hours away from the Champions League restarting, and I realized I haven't done a predictions yet. And it'd be kind of fun to go ahead and really like put it on the record officially before the games start, before any of them begin. I'm going to go ahead and just give my predictions of who will go through in this round of 16 on to the quarterfinal. I'm not going to get into the quarterfinal, obviously, because we're going to still need a draw at that point. So I'm just going to talk about who I think is going to go through here and why. I'm not going to spend too long on it because, honestly, it's very difficult to dissect these things because the reality is you don't know exactly what the teams are going to be. You don't know what the squad makeup is going to look like, who's going to be out, who's going to be injured, who's... You know, it, it, there's so much that makes the margins so fine at this stage of the Champions League that it really depends on the form you're in, who you have available, and in a COVID year where all of a sudden some, you know, half a team can get quarantined out of nowhere, this is really, really unpredictable. But either way, I thought it'd be fun to just go ahead, stick them in there, and, you know, give any of you uh, who are listeners, if you disagree with me, a chance to also... Uh, Tell me I'm wrong if, if I am, and also maybe hopefully I can get a few of these right and prove that I'm not a complete uh, complete idiot and that I actually can maybe see what may be coming in football. I will also say I don't really bet on football with money. Uh, the World Cup is the only time that I actually go and take a little bit of money and have some fun with it. But overall, I don't do it. And the reason why is because I am so frequently reminded that I'm wrong and that it is impossible to actually predict the future. So... Let's just go ahead and enjoy this. Let's start with the matches that are coming on today. Uh, RB Leipzig versus Liverpool. Now, look, we all know Liverpool are in a in a really bad state right now. It, it, it's hard. It's hard to see after, especially the loss to Leicester and City, how they're gonna you know be able to rebound. But I, I do want to remind everybody in those games until there was a quick, quick, quick collapse, both times stemming from goalkeeper errors. Until that point, they were very much in it, or winning, or level. So, I think that's one thing to really keep in mind that this is not this is not a foregone conclusion in terms of Liverpool. Oh, they're struggling. RB Leipzig so strong, going to go through. Key battles. I think Angelino versus Alexander Arnold. That left corridor for Leipzig and right side for Liverpool is going to be key. Uh, also, the front three of Liverpool, if they click and they can and they can carry the team and score some goals, it might not matter how much, who controls the midfield. But I do think the control of the midfield is going to have an, an impact on overall who's got the ball, who controls the press. Here's the thing. I just have more faith in Liverpool's front three than I do in Leipzig's ability to score enough goals against Liverpool. So I'm picking Liverpool here to make it to the quarterfinal. Barcelona versus PSG. Well, look, what will Messi do is really the question. Because if Barcelona don't have Leo Messi and if he's... You know, if he's in a scintillating mood and he's in just a sparkling form, it's it's really difficult to stop him, right? And the influence that he can have on the team around him in general. And we've been seeing over the last couple of weeks a genuine improvement. And some of these sort of more fringe or younger players are able to really click with Messi. Griezmann's looking more and more useful. And who knows? Maybe this is a moment for Barcelona. But I actually think that PSG are going to take this one because, look, Mauricio Pochettino is a great manager. We know this. He also doesn't have the problem of Neymar and Di Maria. Where do we put them in the team? Because you know, he can maybe play a little bit more of a solid defensive style and unleash Kylian Mbappe. And if you've got Mauro Riccardi in the box, 
you've got a player who, in my opinion, can absolutely rip apart whatever center backs Barcelona put on, on the table. And then you've got young guys on the wings, Minguesa. You know, I mean, Minguesa would get ripped apart by killing Mbappe. So I just think that that duo and the fact that Neymar not being in the side means you can play not Neymar style. You can do what you want to do as a coach. Uh, and, and that might really be what they need to be able to get by Barcelona. It's uh, more of a cohesive effort, some way to keep Messi from completely dominating. So I give PSG I give PSG the run on this one. I really think they'll win. Sevilla-Dortmund. Ah, look, Dortmund are going through a lot of problems. The problem for them is that they never play a full match. They never play a full 90 minutes well. And I've watched Sevilla play, even if they're not, you know, punching in goals, from back to the midfield, they're always solid. Always. They're a high-intense team. They press well. They're physical. They're good on set pieces. And they and they have a lot of really talented players. So, yeah, I, I really don't give Dortmund a huge amount of a chance here. Really, Sevilla, if they can handle Erling Holland and and not have give turnovers in the midfield that set him on quick runs, there's a real chance that, that Dortmund could – get completely blitzed in this. Um, I do think Sevilla are going to be the type of team who will win this by not a big margin, but I think Sevilla are going to progress past Dortmund. Dortmund just don't seem to have enough of what it takes. They've also got a very young, tactically naive manager, and Julian Lopetegui's on the other touchline, and he's very, very good. So, yeah, give it to Sevilla. Porto Juve. Uh, this one feels pretty easy. Uh, I think it would have all – at the initial point in the draw – I was a little skeptical of Juventus and was like, well, who knows? But over the last month, they've really shown a great sense of balance and stability in what they're doing. They're just too strong. Juve all day. Atletico Madrid versus Chelsea. Uh, look, Atletico are good, but they're kind of a linear. Uh, you haven't really seen Joao Felix having huge impact over the last couple months. They're not scoring a huge amount of goals. Luis Suarez is their top goal scorer. They're beating teams in La Liga right now, not super convincingly. They're getting the job done, which is very Atleti. But I don't think that they've really come up against a team like Chelsea yet. And Chelsea are starting to look better. So if you're thinking the Lampard era Chelsea in late December, January, well, that's not what's coming to the table. This is not going to be a high-scoring affair. I'm pretty sure about that. But who's going to play for Chelsea? What kind of lineup are they going to bring? The reality is I think they're going to have enough tools to find ways to score goals, and they're pretty solid defensively. So we'll just see. I mean, there's a lot of selection things that could happen here, but I actually do give Chelsea the advantage to to, to get by Atleti. Lazio versus Bayern Munich. Look, Lazio are going to come. They're going to play well. They're going to be good. To me, if Kimmich plays, Bayern will be better because what he does is he stitches things together. Having watched Bayern concede three horrible goals against Armenia Bielefeld right in the middle of their spine. If you've got Chiro Immobile completely wide open there, he's going to score goals. So I don't think Bayern are going to keep this a low-scoring affair. This actually might be the most exciting tie in terms of goals. Uh, and it could go it could go a long way to the wire. But again, I think if, if Joshua Kimmich is playing and he's able to stitch together and keep st- stitch them together and just keep them organized, I think Bayern just have too many weapons. And they do have Robert Lewandowski. So... Yeah, got to give Bayern that one. And uh, Lazio, unfortunate to get them in the draw, really, because that's a good team that would have been nice to see progress. But I do give one Italian team a chance of going through here. Atalanta. 
I think that they are going to topple Real Madrid. Now, this is interesting because Atalanta got really unlucky last year. You know, the, the Champions League was, the knockout round was single game elimination, and they actually were in the lead against PSG for over 60 minutes. And PSG outplayed them for the final five minutes plus stoppage time, scored two goals, and knocked them out. But over two legs, you got this feeling like Atalanta would actually be better than PSG over two. And I actually think that they're going to be better than Real Madrid over two legs, mostly because Real Madrid, it's going to come down really to whether Sergio Ramos is fit. There's a chance he might be back for the game. We don't know. We'll see. That would be huge for them. But if he's not available, I don't think this Real Madrid defense can deal with Duvan Zapata and Lucas Muriel. I think Real Madrid's midfield will be their key. If Modric, Cruz, and Casemiro are all playing fit and can control the game, they've obviously got a chance. This is That's one of the best midfield threes in world football right now. I, I struggle to come up with one that's genuinely better. Um, but, yeah, look, I, I'm kind of uh, – I, I know that there's everything pointing towards Real Madrid being the better side here in a lot of ways, but I like I like this as an underdog to, to topple a giant. I think Atalanta are fully ready. Real Madrid are in a weird hangover. They're trying to just survive the season and, and keep up with Atleti. So, yeah, let's go ahead and be, let, it, let's be exciting on this one. Atalanta. All right, and the final one, Borussia Mönchengladbach against Man City. Two months ago, this one felt kind of in the air, right? Especially once you found out De Bruyne was, started to get, was injured. There's no Aguero. You didn't really see a way that they were going to score many goals. And Mönchengladbach are a slick, good team with nothing to lose and a great coach. But since then... Their coach, Marco Rosa, yesterday has been announced as the Dortmund manager at the end of the season. So that just kind of makes things weird, right? Already you know your coach is leaving at the end of the season. And in reality, Man City have completely turned it up a gear or two or three. They've just turned into maybe Champions League title favorites in the last two months, ever since the last time that they played. So, look, I think Pep has this team looking really strong. They're very difficult to to handle, and the the thing for them is that their defense is good. So a team like München Gladbach is not going to be able to feed on a whole lot. So Man City all day. I think this one's probably just as easy as Juve Porto. All right, I just wanted to make sure this got out there on the table before the games went out. I'm uh, I'm really hoping to see how these work and I just really I just want great games I'm so excited that we have two legs again because the Champions League last year just kind of felt it didn't feel like the right winners went through the good thing is Bayern were far and away the best team deserved winners and so you didn't feel like the competition was tainted in some way but I think this is what's going to really prove who's better and there's some excellent matchups here so enjoy champions league is back this is always always a fun period of the year because now you know that all the cup competitions in the leagues everything is just going to get more and more intense and who's got the stones to deal with it who's got the quality right let's pray for some amazing goals and high scoring matches this is campfire football champions league is back